Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to the Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. Have you been disturbed by the way Christians now will be forced to do gay marriages or they'll be sued for discrimination? Are you concerned about marijuana, recreational marijuana use now in, uh, in Colorado and Oregon and Christians having to deal with the finances of this stuff against their conscience? Well, we're going to talk about these issues. I want to uh, introduce to you uh, Dr. Teresa Colette. Welcome, Teresa. I'm delighted to be here. She's been on our show before, and you've maybe seen her in a couple shows in the past, but because, Teresa, I'm overwhelmed with how quickly America is going down the tubes. With the President of the United States standing against the little sisters of the poor, trying to force them to be complicit with, with uh, contraceptives, etc. So we've got a lot of issues to tackle in this half hour. And uh, first of all, you're a professor of law at St. Thomas University. That's correct, okay, here in good. Minnesota. And so you, you're up on these issues. Let me just, the thing that's kind of current, the Supreme Court refused to hear a case of a Christian photographer who didn't want to do a, a gay lesbian wedding in New, New Mexico. Correct. She was found, she was fined $8,000 for discrimination and she lost and the Supreme Court isn't going to touch it. What does that mean for Christians who don't want to do these things? Well, I think the Supreme Court's taking the position that we should uh, leave our faith at the door of, our, of the workplace. And in this instance, because this is the way the woman earned her living, they said, well, you know, what you do in your professional life should be completely separate from what you do on Sunday. They have a very limited idea of what it means to be a Christian. Well, does the Constitution, should the Constitution as written, protect that woman. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and So why wouldn't the Supreme Court take it on? Well, the United States Supreme Court has interpreted the free freedom of religion, which is the first freedom in the Bill of Rights. It comes before freedom of speech, it comes before freedom of press, it comes before freedom of assembly. The Founding Fathers thought it was so important that they put it first really? in the First Amendment. Okay. Um, but the United States Supreme Court has interpreted the free exercise of religion to mean that if there is a law of general applicability, which in New Mexico there was a law that said you can't discriminate on the basis of family composition or sex or sexual orientation, if there's a law of general application, then you can't complain if it forces you to violate your religious beliefs unless they've created exceptions for other groups and they're treating religion worse than All other right, groups. So what do we do now in the state of Minnesota where we now have homosexual marriage? Some of the legislators tried to get language in that bill that would protect Christian florists, bakers, photographers from having to do a gay marriage and the liberals had, would have nothing to do with it. There are no exceptions. They, they refuse to allow that language. So we're going to have some Christians with lawsuits coming probably, aren't we? We've already had uh, some wedding professionals 
who have said no, who have been threatened with litigation, but none of the litigation has come to pass. And I honestly think it's because the other side knows that once that litigation is filed, Minnesotans will wake up to what's been done by their legislature and demand that religious liberty be protected. Also, under the Minnesota state constitution, there's a good possibility that even though you might not win under the federal constitution, you could win a, a free exercise claim under the state constitution. Is that in the state constitution? We do have freedom of religion in okay. the Minnesota oh. con constitution. I mean, I mean and, and how evil it was when they passed gay marriage, because when initially it was, well, if we get rid of the amendment that would have protected man-woman marriage, they said, well, we don't want to write that in the constitution, it's already illegal. It's not going to change anything. And what's the first thing they did after it became, after the marriage amendment went down, they made it legal. Well, and we may see some consequences at the polls. We've already seen some consequences in some primaries. There were a couple of Republicans who shifted their position. They had promised their constituents that they would defend traditional marriage. Mm -hmm. Marriage is the union of one man and one woman. And they decided that their conscience led them to take a different position and they are no longer the Republican nominee for their seats. Let's talk about this. Our pre President Obama troubles me. He goes to Planned Parenthood, the biggest abortion provider in the country. He went to their annual meeting months ago and said, God bless you to Planned Parenthood. But his administration is persecuting the little sisters of the poor, this Catholic groups of nuns that don't want to be complicit with uh, contraceptive because it's against their religion. And so you've got the White House versus the little sisters of the poor. Even the liberal USA Today newspaper uh, chided Obama for being so heavy-handed. So my, my question for you is this. Um, what do we do? I mean, I know we vote in someone with more Christian values eventually, but what do we do about this situation? What can Christians do? Well, just as the little sisters of the poor, retained counsel and said, you know, we love this country, we love our constitution, but we love our Lord more. Yeah. We're going to fight for our religious liberty rights. And they retained the Beckett Fund, which is a very fine public defense firm. Um, and it looks like they're going to prevail. And now, when will we find out if they prevail? I, I don't actually remember the hearing date okay, on that case. But it's coming up. Well, I think a lot will have to do with what the court does with the Hobby Lobby case. And explain that one, please. What's interesting is this, uh, in April of and this year... These are evangelical-type Christians. I was about to say, yeah. it's interesting that the United States Supreme Court took two cases. Uh, one is the Green family that own Hobby Lobby and Mardell, um, and they, in their actual corporate documents, say that this corporation exists in part to glorify the Lord. <laughs> these are not the normal corporate documents, but they're very clear about what the reason that they are in business. They are good stewards of the good things that God has given them. Uh -huh. um, and then the court took a second case, uh, Conesta Woods, or Conestoga Woods, which is a uh, family that, uh, of woodworkers that also are not, are, are Protestants. So we've got two Protestant businesses that are closely held and they are arguing that they do not want to include insurance for abortifacient drugs. And for that reason, they have no objection to contraception. It's the fact that some of the things that are covered under yeah. the HHS mandate yeah. actually can cause an abortion. Mm -hmm. They said, we're not going to pay for that. Yeah. 
and we don't need to pay for that. Mm -hmm. And we'll uh, find out eventually what happens with that one, too. Well, the Supreme Court, uh, people, a number of people, it's my own prediction and that of a number of experienced constitutional litigators, that we may well win that 6-3. I hope so. Because, Carissa, I, people don't, uh, Christian people don't seem to care about these things. This is a persecution coming to your doorstep eventually. And when, the, when these things, I mean, when we tried to pass the marriage amendment in Minnesota, you know who refused to sign on to them? A lot of conservative Bible-believing pastors. And, and because they didn't want to take a stand, because they don't want to offend people. And so now we have gay marriage in Minnesota, thanks to, first of all, the liberal denominations that were on the wrong side, and then the conservatives who wouldn't stand up. So now we have gay marriage in Minnesota. And what's going to happen if Christians don't stand up to forced abortion payments out of your tax dollar? I mean, we ha tell, tell people about the state of tax-funded abortion in Minnesota. Some people don't know about this. Minnesota, in fact, was the first state in the union to require taxpayers to pay for an abortion. Is that right? Yes, the very first, and it was done through the court system. But there's a bright spot there, Pastor. Okay. There is an evangelical lawyer in town, uh, in the Twin Cities, who has actually filed a lawsuit. It's in front of the Minnesota Court of Appeals right now where the claim is that when the Minnesota Supreme Court required taxpayers to pay for abortions, the court was very clear it was not supposed to pay for abortion on demand. It was supposed to pay for what the court called therapeutic abortions. Uh -huh. And yet, when you look at the payments that have been made, it is clear that the Department of Health and the Department of Human Services are paying for any abortion whatsoever or, uh, that the abortion provider turns in a request for payment. So what's, uh, is he suing the state then or what's he doing? He has sued the state. Uh, well, he has an African-American pastor uh -huh. and his wife. They have a ministry and they are his clients and they have sued the state saying that you are spending taxpayer money in cases that you're not entitled to because these are not therapeutic abortions. If the woman doesn't want a child because she thinks it's too expensive, that is not therapeutic. Uh -huh. And so it'll be really interesting. The trial court threw the case out. Oh, they did. Uh, but the Minnesota Court of Appeals has heard argument. I, I should say that I represent uh, Alveda King, Martin Luther King's niece. Yes. Um, and uh, a group of African-Americans who want to reestablish traditional values uh, in that case. Because what's really tragic is one is a white child, uh, if for every white child that's aborted in this state, 11 African-American babies are aborted. It has a huge impact. Margaret Sanger's dream coming true. It is. Yeah. It is absolutely. Uh, for, so if you're concerned about racial justice, it is stunning when you actually look at the statistics. Oh, it's unbelievable. L let's talk about this. <clears throat> now, because the president will not enforce our federal drug laws against marijuana, uh, he's not going to go after Oregon or uh, Colorado. Colorado. So let's say you're a Christian banker and, and the, the uh, marijuana industry wants you to uh, become complicit and, and, and do their business for them. Do you have protection in Colorado for that? Do you know? In that, I, I don't know the answer to that, okay. but I suspect that uh, the nature of that business is not protected in the same way that sexual orientation is written into our statutes okay. or family composition. Okay. So I imagine you could turn down that business. Now, I don't know, was it a year or two ago in Illinois, they were going to force Christian pharmacists 
to hand out the abortion pill. And we won that yeah, case. Yeah, tell us about it that. It was terrific. Yeah. Well, the claim was that the morning after pill, which now, as you know, can be ava made available across the, uh, across the counter to girls as young as 12 and 13. It's absolutely stunning. And uh, while uh, we are in agreement that Professor, uh, that Professor President Obama has not been the right man to lead our country at this time, even he took the position that we ought to limit it to girls that are 16 and older. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, but the, and so the FDA took that position and ultimately changed it uh, okay. when they were attacked in the courts. And so that is now available. But there were pharmacists working at places like Walmart and other places who said, I am not going to hand this drug out. I object to it. And there were a group of women who sued saying, well, you are reducing our ability to exercise our constitutional rights to obtain these drugs. And uh, a group of lawyers came in, defended the pharmacist very vigorously. Oh, my. And what was terrific is that we won that case. And Illinois is not friendly. Oh, they're not. Uh, I know they're not. To the pro-life cause. No, they're not. Uh, but even they saw that in this instance, the women were complaining about having to go down the block to a different pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. Or just ask for a dif different pharmacist at the window. Yeah. And so they said, look, we are not going to require people to give up their religious beliefs so that you're not inconvenienced by walking three doors down. All right, let's ask this one. Used to be the military was pretty friendly toward religion. Well, George Washington was absolutely, I mean, he believed that religion was a necessary part of maintaining our freedoms. Yeah, in fact, the good George Washington quote, what is it? That the Constitution was written and it will only work for a God-fearing people. But if the fear of God leaves, this Constitution is not going to work. Something like well, that. Well, several of our founding fathers made com yeah. comparable comments. Yeah. They really did believe that religion needed freedom and freedom needed religion. Okay. But under our present administration, there have been some pretty hostile things done to Christian chaplains. Like, you cannot pray in Jesus' name. That, some of that has been happening. What is the status of some of that? Do you know where it's at? Uh, some of it's been challenged, but remember when we had the government shutdown, they were even saying to Christian ministers, Catholic priests, you cannot, because we pay you for the services that you provide, we will not allow you to say mass or to hold services uh, on base uncompensated. And so there were some lawsuits over that as well. I didn't hear that one. It was just All right. Do, do you know the status of this? If I am a chaplain in the U.S. Army, right. am I legally able to end my prayer in Jesus' name now? Do it you know? depends on where you are and under what circumstances. Certainly if you are uh, leading a Christian Sunday service. service. Okay. Uh, but a lot of these uh, concerns are dealing with our academies, the Air Force Academy, West Point, uh, the Naval Academy. That's where a lot of challenges are being brought. Yeah. I don't know, Teresa. You're probably a lot younger than I am, but America is not the America I grew up in. I mean, I'm just grieved what's happened to our nation. Well, it, it is deeply troubling, and, and, it, and for that reason, um, I, am, I have a course called Constitutional Litigation, uh -huh. where I am trying to train students to take on these violations of our religious freedom, to take on the violations of the right to life, and to learn how to litigate them to... Now, you know, I've got to say, I'm not thrilled that the courts appear to be our, our last best hope. Yeah. Um, 
but they are not um, they are not as hostile as we sometimes want to paint them as. Yes, they will not reverse Roe versus Wade, but they, uh, even Justice Sotomayor said, the little sisters of the poor should not have to comply. Yeah. This is ridiculous, yeah. Mr. President. Yeah. Um, and so <coughs> we'll see. Like I said, I think we're going to win the Hobby Lobby case, and so and do it, most of the observers. And I'm not scientific, so explain to me. Is there a difference between the abortion pill and the uh, uh, morning after pill? There are different types. One is RU486, which I think you refer to as the abortion pill. Okay. It is specifically used to induce an abortion okay. for a woman who knows she's pregnant. Okay. The morning after pill uh, arguably suppresses the release of an egg and therefore she won't get pregnant. And the, and the scientific, the medical debate is whether if the egg has already been released, uh -huh can that egg become fertile, fertilized, okay. Okay. and then does it act to keep it from implanting in the woman okay. and act as an abortifacient? Both are legal. Both are legal. So now if a woman wants an abortion, she doesn't need to go to the abortion clinic anymore. She can just go to the pharmacist. Am I right? Well, uh, there's actually a case in North Dakota that uh, I consulted on, I was not counsel, but did do some consulting, where a woman had ordered on the internet RU46, um, a fairly advanced point in her pregnancy uh, for purposes of self-aborting. And many states, like the state of North Dakota, have prohibitions on self-abortion because of safety concerns. Uh -huh. uh, one of the, the adverse effects of RU46 is uh, serious hemorrhaging, uh, so a woman could bleed to death after the fact. Uh, another uh, is the possibility uh, of toxic shock syndrome. The FDA uh, had a large meeting where they explored that, and there have been women who have died from toxic shock mm -hmm. syndrome after mm -hmm. using it. The FDA says that they can't prove causation, and so, um, but the warning labels that are on, uh, they're called the black box warning labels uh, that are on RU46 continue to increase over time. The more we learn about the drug, the more uh, the FDA is but, warning about but it. But can a woman who's six months pregnant take the abortion pill by herself and have, have an abortion? It would be unlikely to cause the abortion, but it would cause severe birth defects okay. that far along, oh my. which is part of the problem. And in the state of Minnesota, is abortion legal till the day before giving birth? It is, and my students are absolutely stunned by that. Yeah, they don't, people don't know this. Now, is that true in every state? Aren't there some states that limit? It can't has to be the first trimester or something like that. Uh, well, there are no states that limit to the first trimester. Well, there are states that are trying to limit to the first trimester. Okay. The state of Arkansas limited it to the first 12 weeks, which is when 85% of the abortions occur. But the federal courts have struck that down. What the United States Supreme Court says is that abortion must be available uh, throughout the pregnancy if the claim is that it's necessary to protect the woman's health or her life. Uh -huh. And how we define health is part of Emotional what we're fighting health, about. That financial is exactly, health, that's exactly you know. the concern. So are there states, though, where you can't get an abortion after the certain number of weeks? There are states that uh, you can't get an abortion after 23 to 24 weeks. Okay unless it's to protect the health or life of the so mother. So if the mother says my it, it's the 27th week, but the mother says my financial health can't handle this, can she get the abortion? Under Doe versus Bolton, uh, very old Supreme Court precedent, the answer to that would be yes, but 
in Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1993, what the court said is that we can limit that health exception to where it would, where the health complication would create a substantial impairment of a major bodily function. Okay. So they narrowed it down, but not all the state statutes have been revised. So in Minnesota, though, it doesn't. You, she can, you get can it have for an any abortion reason. one day before giving live birth. You can have an abortion on the day that you go into labor. And has anybody tried to get that? undone in the state of Minnesota? And What's interesting is, in fact, as soon as Roe came down, we passed a post-viability ban, which would limit abortion to the first 23 to 24 weeks of pregnancy. And because they used language that was not precise enough, the federal court struck it down. And we've never been able to pass a replacement law. Anybody try? There have been a couple of times when they've tried, but been unsuccessful. You know, we don't even uh, regulate our clinics. Yeah. in this state. Yeah. And uh, Governor Dayton, we were able to get it through both houses uh, during the first couple of years of Governor Dayton's uh, term as governor, and he vetoed it. He doesn't care that abortions are, I guess, that abortion clinics are unregulated, notwithstanding what we saw in Philadelphia well, with, with Gosnell. Yes. I mean, it was just appalling. So there used to be a good contingent of a group called pro-life democrats yes are they around anymore i never hear about this anymore uh, they are at least in the state legislature that's how we pass the abortion clinic okay. regs okay uh but governor dayton's certainly not a member no. of that group no um teresa because of your stand for god on these kind of issues do you get support or lack of support in your job you work at the university of st thomas catholic school do you know do you normally get support from students or faculty, or do you normally get grief? I'm curious. I am grateful to have the job I have. It al <laughs> I, I am tenured. <laughs> <laughs> so speak the truth, Theresa. Okay. Well, uh, the marriage issue is much more contentious. Uh, oh, is that right? And makes people... Uh, so the gay issue is, is a bigger... They are much more likely to be unhappy over that. Um, and, of course, you know, our, our new president, uh, one of the first public speeches she gave, she talked about uh, welcoming the spouses of people no matter whether they were the same or opposite Is she sex. a Catholic? Uh, she, she does attend Mass. I saw her at church uh, during the first month she was here. Um, so that issue is, I think, where we were 20 years ago. Um, and I've been teaching law and practicing law for more than 20 years. Uh -huh. uh, but 20 years ago, the pro-life issue, as an academic, people would say, well, you're not very smart. You know, you just can't be very smart and believe what you believe. They have now sort of come around and believe that there are good arguments on their side. They just can't bear the consequences because they think abortion is necessary for women's freedom, which is wrong. Yeah. But so it's yeah. not that they think we're not very smart anymore. In fact, they're learning... Uh, more and more every day in court, well, how did, smart we are. So, so you get more support for your pro-life position than your pro-traditional marriage position? I do. Okay. And is the Catholic Church cracking down on any of the universities, Catholic universities that have gone pretty liberal? Well, you know, Pope Francis received the Board of Trustees from Notre Dame and in his presentation to them said, if you, you need to return to your Catholic identity Good. and stand with the church, Good. 
which most people tend to think, you know, of, well, if Pope Benedict said that, of course he was the enforcer, you know. But Pope Francis, who everybody adores, <laughs> uh, said to these trustees, you, you have strayed from your Good. heritage and you need to return to it. Because years ago, I saw the president of Notre Dame, then president, he's, I want 90 something now, Theodore Hesburgh, yes. was on the Phil Donahue show. Yes. It was horrible. He sold the farm. And so I'm glad to hear that at least some things are being done here. Well, uh, President Hesburgh, Father Hesburgh, yeah. uh, led a group of academics who were very concerned that we would not be seen as basically as smart yeah. because we didn't have what he thought was academic independence yeah. from the church. Yeah. And so because of that, there was something called the Land of Lakes Statements, which led Catholic colleges and universities throughout the country uh, to basically distance themselves from the church. They wanted to prove how independent they were. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I don't think being independent of God is a very good idea. No. <laughs> I mean, I, actually, I, I think that's the sign of not being very and, smart. And do you know that Father Hesburgh was one of the founders of People for the American Way? Did you realize that? I did not realize <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read that on the internet, uh, his, his biography recently, so. Well, listen, Teresa, God bless you for your important work. And, Thank um, you very much. You know, everybody, I just want to ask you, whether you're Catholic, Lutheran, Baptist, whatever, pray for America. And when you see things in the news that now florists and caterers are going to be forced to do gay weddings, make sure you vote for people that will uphold your values. I think we're, we're returning to the days of the ancient Romans where the church was persecuted mightily Cardinal, by the government. Cardinal George said that he would die in his bed, his successor would die in prison, and his successor's successor would die a martyr. Yeah, there we go. And that's what we've come to. So everybody, I want to ask you to pray for the United States. Thank you, Teresa, so much. Delighted to be here. God Thank bless you so your, much. your work. And everybody, let me just uh, give you an update of this ministry, the pastor study. We've been on in the Twin Cities for 26 years. And about two years ago, we went national. So if you go to DirecTV or Dish Network, we're on uh, that ch uh, those channels nationally. It takes a lot of money now to do what we're doing. So I'm going to ask you to pray for this ministry. If you want to see our TV shows at any time, if you've missed some of our shows, you can watch them for free at pastorstudy.org, pastorstudy2s.org. Go there, check out our website, read our statement of faith. It's the basic Christian gospel that whether you're Catholic or Lutheran, you're, you're going to be in favor of that. We're trying to promote Christian, uh, the Christian salvation message of Christ. Pray for us. If the Lord nudges you to give, we'd, we'd love to be able to continue doing this nationally. So go to pastorstudy.org for more info. And everybody, go to church on Sunday. God bless you and pray for America. We'll see you again next time on The Pastor Study. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.